Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. I hope you're having a great weekend as we uh, find time to do odd jobs and maybe minister to others that during the week we might not have time to do so, to worship together and share together. And so we thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper. And Nathan, when we think about missions, um, you know, there's different aspects, there's different directions. Uh, but I, I do believe it is, you know, speaking the truth in love, and it is seen and it is heard, and and the Bible is a missional book, and all the way from Genesis to Revelation, we have examples and stories of people on mission, don't we? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can you can uh, trace through the entire Bible, Genesis to Revelation, like you said. Uh, really at different levels, you know, th- at, you can kind of follow different tracks. Um, and we're good at some of those. Um, you know, many people have studied, um, you know, the entire Bible and found what they might call the scarlet thread of redemption. You know, have you heard yeah, that? I sure have. Uh, where you're yep. tracing the, the Christology and the, and the work of Christ, uh, even prophesied in the Old Testament and in types that were given uh, that come come to fulfillment in the gospels and then through the new Testament. So you can, you can follow that and there's different storylines you can follow. Um, and you can do that with, uh, with God's heart for the nations in every book of the Bible, uh, Genesis to revelation, you can find how God, um, desires for peoples from all, all the, all the nations, all the people groups to, uh, to worship him. And, um, but you can also find, like you mentioned stories that, give us principles for living on mission that um, teach us uh, lessons and give us examples that we can follow as we, uh, you know, intentionally go out and make disciples of all the nations, you know, things that we need to learn as we go. And you can find those throughout the Bible as well. And as, as followers of Christ, we are on mission. If you've received Jesus as your savior, you are on mission for him and uh, we're to share that gospel with people we come in contact with uh, close by. And many times we have the opportunities to go far away on mission trips, and that's a pleasure to do so and a responsibility. There's really no new message. The message is the same. It's the same good news, but we've learned to carry it in different ways. Here it is, radio it wasn't around in the first century, and, and we share these thoughts and the social media. As long as we can keep sharing the gospel on those, I pray that you will, and we that we can. And God's looking for us to be faithful with what He has given us. I'm reminded of the the story in the in the New Testament, the parable that Jesus gave about the talents. Uh, one ten, one five, you know, one or one, two, and five. And, you know, he didn't require the one to make 10. 
He just wanted to make something, but he went and buried it, and God said, don't do that. Don't bury what you have. Use it for my glory. And so that's what God wants to do. He wants to use you for his glory as a faithful servant. So when you come before him, he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Nathan, it didn't say, quote, successful. Now, that's in the world's mind, but if we're faithful, for is God's uh, the way of looking at things and and responding. That is successful when we're faithful, is aren't we? Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, um, faithfulness is what God looks for. Faithfulness is the key to to carrying out the mission uh, or the commission of making disciples of all the nations that He has given us. Uh, he's looking for faithful servants, and fruitfulness will follow faithfulness. I truly believe that. Now, sometimes that fruitfulness actually follows uh, the faithfulness of a servant after that servant has even gone and, and passed on or, or moved on. Uh, it might come, you know, generations later, but the fruitfulness will, 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 will come out um, of the ground. You know, it's, it's a seed is buried. It, it's, it, you know, then, then there's going to be fruit from that. It, God's word doesn't return void. There's, there's, um, there's always fruit. Um, and, and God gets the glory for that. And so I think that's sometimes why we don't always get to see the quote unquote success that, that we might see a lot of success, unfortunately is, you know, built off of, um, individual effort and talent. And, Mm. you know, it's not spiritual fruit that the, that the Lord is asking for. Um, that's getting off track, but faithfulness, I, I agree with you. Faithfulness is the key. And there is a an example of this in the Old Testament, even in the book of Genesis. And uh, chapter 24, I remember reading through this. Matter of fact, I was preaching uh, from Genesis, trying to preach through it, not verse by verse, but at least chapter by chapter and looking to see what was there. And when I came to Genesis 24, I found an interesting uh, person there. But the thing that came to me was he his mission that he was given and his desire to fulfill it for his master. We're talking about Abraham, we're talking about his servant. Uh, it's we don't it doesn't give us his name here in Genesis 24, but it says his faithful longest uh, serving servant and and in chapter 15 of Genesis we found out one of that servant one of the servants was Eliezer and by tradition uh, that's who they think this is in Genesis 24. But he had a responsibility to do, and uh, when God, when Abraham gave it to one of his servants, he gave it to this faithful servant who had been serving, and he gave him a task to do. And I just want to share with you, God's given you a task. He's given me a task, and it is to be faithful and to serve him. And we find this story again. Let me read a little bit of it so we can set it into context. Uh, Genesis 24, verse 1, Abraham was old and well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham, Abraham said to his oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh. Now, that was a way of making a promise in those days. And I'll make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you'll not take a wife from my son, from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. 
But you shall go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred and those and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I'll give this land. Now listen to this in verse 7. He, God, will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. I had to read that all the way through. There's several principles here. But the whole idea, God goes before us, Nathan. Isn't that a, in, in our mission, God goes before us, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. There's nowhere that our feet touch that God in, in his presence and by his spirit has, has not, one, created and called it good, but also uh, claimed as his own. Um, and that's why he's sending us to, the, to these places. Uh, it's, in, it's, you know, for his name and his glory. And so God is there waiting on us when we get there. Amen. And here a promise was made and it would be kept. He does go and he was sent for a particular person. Uh, And if we wanted to make it applicable to us, many times when God calls us, he sends us to a particular group, a particular issue uh, to deal with. And uh, he uses he uses the one that's been faithful in the past here. Now, what God does, he may have a new work for you. He doesn't always do do that, but he always sends someone who has that relationship and the confidence that he has in God. Uh, Abraham's expectation, yes, he was looking for a faithful servant, but honestly, his expectation was from God and that God would protect him and go to this particular place uh, God sometimes calls people to a particular place, to a particular group. And and we see that here in this story, don't we, Nathan? Yeah, we do. Um, it's, it's very specific. You know, in fact, this kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, in, in uh, Luke chapter um, 9, where Jesus, and it reflects Matthew 10 as well, kind of parallel stories, where Jesus sends out the 12 and he says, only go to the uh, the the Israel, you know, the Israelites only go to the, uh, the lost sheep of Israel. Don't go, you know, in by way of the Gentiles. Um, and, and so like he narrows it down for them. And here, uh, Abraham is basically saying similar things. Don't go, uh, look for a wife among the Canaanite women, you know, close by local, um, but go to a particular place. Um, and sometimes the Lord really does that. He, he narrows our focus uh, where we are to, uh, where he sends us on, on mission. And when he does, he has that ready for us to go before us. And as we see that here, he says, don't go among the Canaanites. Now, I, I've got to do this. He, uh, Abraham knows his promise and that God, uh, that he had made to God and that God told him, he says, through your seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed. Um, it wasn't anything to do with anything except God's promise to Abraham and God saying, I will do that. So yeah. be looking for what God might have you to do. Uh, again, yeah, go ahead. I would. I just sort of jump in, but you know what you were saying there about how Eliezer's uh, or the servant's mission um, reflects or fits into uh, 
the uh, the call that God gave to Abraham himself. Um, and if we think about it, even our missions today that God might send us on, uh, be they small or, or great, they all fit into that same call that God gave to Abraham to be a, you know, the, a blessing to all the families of the world uh, will come through Abraham and the, and the seed of uh, from Abraham. We know that's Jesus. And so, um, you know, even our story fits in with Abraham's story here. And so the promise was made, but then Eliezer, the servant, is praying, and those prayers would be answered. And it's amazing to see this as they were answered immediately. Now, many times, and we said it earlier, Nathan, uh, if you're faithful, you will be fruitful. But it's not always immediate. Sometimes you can see it immediately. Sometimes it's, like you said, later generations. And we can talk about missionaries that William Carey and others that went to India and didn't see a lot. But later on, you would see what God's done. Hudson Taylor uh, in China, so much that would be built on these men. We're standing on the feet, on the shoulders of giants because of the work they did. But here, the prayer that was made, look if you would, let me read it. Verse 12 and, and through 14, it says this, Then he said, O Lord of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, Please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, Drink, and I'll also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Now there's several things we can get out of that, but one thing I'd want to say, uh, what he asked for the sign wasn't easy. Now, it was easy to give a drink to a man, but to give drink to a bunch of camels, <laughs> Nathan, they could, as they say, put it away. But that was his prayer. But it was different than the prayer that Gideon would pray, uh, you know, to show me a sign to strengthen his face, faith. This was praying that the Lord would give him direction in making the decision. Uh, we better make that our prayer. We need direction, and, and we need to help concerning decisions we make in missions. And it's really, notice what he has, a complete reliance upon God, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, uh, even to the point where, you know, he gets very specific about this request. Um, and so, you know, the the last part of verse 14, by this I will know. Um, he's wanting, he's wanting confirmation. He's wanting, uh, to, to be sure of his next step, um, in, in this decision, uh, that he has to make. Um, and it's not an easy de- decision. It's very difficult. Um, so, you know, he's, he's getting help from, from the Lord, um, basically asking God to do something only God can do. Now he could go out and pick any, you know, basically any woman he kind of wants to, um, but it wouldn't be the one necessarily that God had chosen. So he was he was getting God's help in, in this very, you know, difficult decision. And again, asking for guidance in the selection for this bride for Isaac. He remembered his purpose. Uh, we've got to always remember our purpose. If we're not yeah. careful, uh, Satan will uh, detract us from our purpose. 
he will discourage us. And and here we find out Eliezer, he he remain, remains purposeful. He remains directional. I've come to do that task, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to get off target. I'm not going to get busy about other things. I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. And so this prayer shows that his dependence is upon the Lord, and he comes to the place where there would be some evidence of that. And so these women come up, and like you said, Nathan, he's looking for the right one, and she does arrive. And you can read the story, and this story is worth worth reading. Rebecca comes, and she gives him the drink, and she waters those camels as well. And so... I know it shows a lot of things, and that's not the purpose of it. It shows a lot of the characteristics and different things of individuals. But it does show the faithfulness of this servant to keep to the task. Uh, Nathan, you and I have heard stories about uh, missionaries, and if we're not careful— because of financial difficulties, because of pressure from, uh, you know, circumstances back at home or there on the field, uh, missionaries easily can become distracted, can't they? Oh, yeah, very, very easily distracted and discouraged, uh, even disillusioned to the point where they give up on, like you said, the purpose that they've been given. Um, And it's very easy to take shortcuts um, and like Eliezer could have taken, you know, there's opportunity for him to take shortcuts here. And, uh, you know, who knows if he'd have even been found out by Abraham or not. Um, but he would have known and God knew. Um, and so he, st- he stuck with it. He was faithful all the way through. Um, and God was faithful in answering the, the prayer. And, uh, that's, that's really exciting to see how as specific and as difficult of the request that Eliezer had made of the Lord. Uh, the Lord answered that. You're listening to Exploring Missions, Bert Harper and Nathan Harper, as we're looking at Genesis 24 about a man that was on mission, and we're trying to understand that we're on mission for God as followers of Christ. And in this story, he brings a servant to a certain place looking for a certain person in order to fulfill his mission. Now, God may bring you to a place. He may have someone that you are to reach. Uh, As pastor, and it was always funny to me, Nathan, uh, somebody would come and they'd say, you know, I've had a neighbor to move into our neighborhood. Pastor, I'd appreciate you coming over there and visiting them. Well, I, (laughs) I was always glad to do it, but what about you? Uh, you're the one that's the neighbor, so we don't yeah. need we don't need to pass on God's opportunities to others when God has really laid it on our heart and the opportunity is there, do we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, to see a need um, many, many times, most of the time, is the invitation that God has given you to uh, to jump in and help meet that need. Uh, at least ask God for help in meeting that need. So. Um, you know, we need to uh, be responsive to uh, to what God is doing in us and, and around us. And as you said, she comes up. She uh, is her name is Rebecca. Rebecca responds, and he uh, he notices that she does all the things that he had prayed to God for a sign. And when he did it, notice what he does in verses 26 and 27. I just, uh, this shows me that it wasn't just the master Abraham's faith, but it Mm -hmm. was this 
servant's faith. I, I thought I could tell it all the way through verse 25, but when you get to 26 and 27, you see that it's personal with him as well. Then the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And so here he is, but he bowed down himself. Uh, he, he just didn't say, well, mission accomplished. No, he, he bowed and worshiped. Nathan, uh, you know, I, I thought of this, talk about the angels in heaven praising the Lord when one sinner comes to the Lord. You know how the, right. different, the praise that goes on in heaven and the angels observe it. I think it may be the saints rejoicing as well. It shows the importance of one person, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, everything, anything uh, that that you could call a great multitude or a harvest uh, always starts with one. And you never know if the next one will be the key to unlocking that that fruitful harvest. Um, so there's there's um, you know the image of God uh, on each person. Uh, that's a you know the intrinsic to each person. Um, and so each person that we meet is uh, is crucial for us to uh, you know to to make disciples uh, of, of them, to share the gospel with them, to um, to help them in any way that we can. Now, you've taught this so many times on this program in the last years that we've been on. And it's that looking for that individual that becomes a very influential person. Uh, we find that throughout the Bible. Uh, when Paul came to to Philippi, he found Lydia working on the, you know, worshiping. He already had it, but she was a person of influence. We find that happening again and again. And Rebecca's uh, father was a great person of influence, and he gets into the home. But it's really important that one individual may be the one that God uses, as you said, to bring others to Christ. And and that's a principle of really a missional purpose, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, you you start small in order. If you want to go big, you got to start small. You know, if you want to uh, go fast, you know, you actually have to start slow. Um, and so it kind of is a paradox, but that's how that's how the kingdom works through through that way. It's that mustard seed principle. And so, um, yeah, don't neglect uh, to to be faithful in small things. And uh, there'll be bigger things coming coming your way. And again, as you read the rest of the story in chapter 24, uh, the servant is invited into the home and he gets down to business and he starts talking to, to Rebecca's father about what his master has to offer and wanting her to come back and wed the son of this influential man and really had no idea what they were asking that this would be a person in the lineage of the Messiah. I mean, you know, you never know for sure. Yeah. And this is it. But uh, it find, we found this in 49 through 52. Now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. Yet if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and, and Bethuel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either bad or good. 
Here's Rebecca before you take her and go and let her be your master's son's wife as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard uh, their words that he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. And you can see the rest of it again. There's two things that's always consistent in this mission, prayer and worship all the way through, Nathan. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. You can you can trace it multiple times, even in this one chapter. And Rebecca responds, and she goes, and the and she becomes that person of of you know great influence, a great individual. Uh, she wasn't perfect. We'll find that out later. But uh, he demanded an answer, and the answer was given. And it says, "I'll go uh, again." It reminded me of. Uh, of of Jeremiah when God called him and he said, here am I, you know, and Isaiah mm-hmm. said, here am I. So we need to be ready to follow the Lord and do that. I, I wanted to give one other thing. She gave the pledge in verses 55 through 58, and uh, it re- really was a statement of courage and a statement of faith. In verse 58, she does say, I will go. Uh, isn't it rewarding for the mission to have some success? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, you know, whether you see the success or the fruit um, in other people or not, um, you, uh, at least yourself, in your faithfulness can be that fruit. Um, and uh, you can definitely be that that seed that uh, that God will take and multiply into into more fruit and a greater harvest. Um, if you don't mind real quickly, just want to hit four principles. You know, we're talking about faithfulness being the key to fulfilling God's mission that he's given each of us and, uh, four principles that help us stay faithful. Uh, and you can find it in this story that we just read and went through. Uh, the first principle is don't forsake your calling, you know, stay true to that purpose, stay true to the, um, the mission that God has given you. So don't go back on it. Don't forsake your calling. Um, another principle is, uh, don't forget to ask the Lord for help. Um, and like you said, that's throughout this story, but do not forget to go to the one to continually seek the one who has sent you. Um, he will help you. He will guide you. He will strengthen you along the way. He will give you that success and he will help you make decisions. So don't forget to ask for help, uh, from the one who sent you third principle real quickly is don't delay in obedience. Uh, you know, obedience that is put off is disobedience. So don't put it off. Don't, don't, you know, the more you put it off, the harder it gets to, to do. So don't delay in obedience. And finally, and we can find more, I'm sure, but these are four that, you know, uh, were kind of, uh, there for me to see, uh, do not neglect, don't neglect to give thanks, uh, for everything in all situations and worship God each step of the journey. And you see this again, not just prayer, but also praise given to the Lord uh, for each step of the journey. So don't neglect to give thanks and to worship God. Nathan, thank you for those. Let's, let me say them again. That's true for here. It's true for us, our lives. Don't forsake your calling. God's called you. Follow through. Don't forget to ask God for help. We've got to have his leadership. Don't delay in obedience. Do it now. And then fourthly, don't neglect to give thanks. And we give thanks today for you being able to listen. And we hope that this has been a blessing to you and that God has called you first for salvation 
and now for service. So let God lead you, let him guide you, and give him praise, glory, and honor that he that can be said of you, you were faithful. Nathan, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions, and we pray that you will stay on mission for God.